Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shins that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Both Team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here back with you after what was a very bizarre Speed Weeks 2024 from the weather playing a factor to the weather changing over the time that we were there, the style of racing that we got, some of the rambunctiousness. Speed Weeks 24, I think, checked a lot of boxes for a lot of folks, including the Speed Weeks that never ended till about midnight Monday night when the NASCAR Xfinity Series took the United Rentals 300 checkered flag with Austin Hill winning his third consecutive season opening NASCAR Xfinity Series race. Matter of fact, let's go to the NASCAR Live Wide Open Hotline right now and bring in the driver of the winning number 21, Bennett Chevrolet, Austin Hill. Welcome back to NASCAR Live Wide Open. How are we doing? 
I'm doing great. Uh, it's always a fun week when when you win from the the weekend prior. Well, I say the weekend prior. We raced on a Monday night, so it's been a short week for me, but uh, it's been a fun one. Well, let's talk about it. First of all, three wins in a row at Daytona. You know, and you were ripping and rolling around those short tracks to Georgia. Did you ever think you'd be a three-time consecutive uh, Xfinity Series winner at Daytona? No, I didn't. You know, if you go back to when I first started racing super speedways, I have always despised super speedway racing, and I've grown to kind of had a little more of appreciation for it the last several years, uh, I guess dating back to really 2019 when I won my first truck race uh, at Daytona. You know, I just I started taking it a little more serious, um, started to, you know, really look at, you know, film work and, and things that I can do better at. And it's just, you know, I have a great team behind me here with RCR and ECR engines, but uh, we've just made the right moves at the right time these last three races. And we've gotten the job done in our Bennett Chevrolet. Um, it's crazy to think that we've won the, the last three years, the season opener like we have, but uh, we've done it. It's amazing your prowess at super speedway racing, but yet you despised it. What did you not like about it? So I've always just, you know, there's so many variables that happen throughout a super speedway race that are out of your control, right? I mean, you can feel like you put yourself in the right position at the right time and you're around the right group of guys. And the next thing you know, a big wreck happens and you're in it and it's really none of your doing, right? So, um, you know, it's kind of kind of like when, when the wreck happened on lap, whatever it was, 37 or whatever it was, um, and the 20 got into me, you know, there's really none of our doing there. You know, I'm just kind of like running, running my lane and uh, kind of biding my time. Next thing you know, you're caught up in a wreck. So, you know, I think that's, that's the main reason why is just I've always felt like there's so much stuff that's out of your control on these super speedways. And I kind of changed my my tune on that, the, my mindset. And, you know, I kind of just switched, switched gears to where, hey, I'm just gonna try to go up there, you know, lead laps, run up front all day. And if it works out great, if it doesn't work out, then it is what it is. And we gave ourselves a, a, a good effort. One of the things uh, the MRN crew was talking about during commercial break at one point was, this just seems like a more intense race that we normally get out of you guys and gals out there. Normally there's a time in the race where, you know, you maybe, you know, stretch your legs a little bit, let your fingers rest a little bit. It seemed like you guys were elbows up from lap one. Why was that? Well, probably because we just sat around all weekend long and watched it rain. You know, we were just ready to get the season started, ready to get in the race car. But, you know, you did see in stage one, we kind of got the top rolling uh, with my teammate Jesse and I and stage one was fairly calm and then as soon as stage two started it's like all right everyone's kind of felt their car out they know exactly what they have and man there was a lot of three wide race and i don't know if some of it was a product of you know xfinity did make a little bit of a rule change this year we have some slits in the back of our back glass that kind of escapes the air so now we have a little more downforce on the the rear of our car and it took a little bit of front downforce away so I don't know if that kind of changed the way the, the energy was coming with the airflow and um, the way that you got runs and could close up on cars. I know for me personally, it felt different this year than it did uh, the last two years that I've been at Xfinity, just the way the runs were generating, um, the way the car would stall out when you'd pull out a line, that type of thing. So I think it just made it to where it was a little more pack racing than what we've seen in the past, just because of a little bit of the Xfinity change that we've had uh, on that rear glass and then you know i think guys just after that stage one they had the confidence in their car and the the way it drove and um started making some big moves when it when it mattered 
you were talking about three wide racing. You spent a lot of time in each of the lanes. I noticed you one time you were leading the middle lane. What is, what is it like trying to control that lane and trying to break free and break out of that mess? <laughs> that mess. Yeah, you know, the middle lane is is the worst your car is going to drive, right? I mean, you're getting you're getting air off of both sides. You're getting air off the left side and you're getting air off the, the top lane. And so it's called kind of like the buffer zone there. And, you know, your car does not drive very good, um, but it seemed to be super fast. Like the middle lane was just really inviting. And it seemed like a lot of guys were trying to maybe disperse to the top lane or the bottom lane. And it, it was leaving that middle lane kind of open. So I kept filling the gap in the middle lane. I'm like, hey, my, my Bennett Chevrolet is driving pretty good. So I'll just go run through the middle. And uh, we were making some really good time uh, through the middle there. It seemed like you could get a little bit of, you know, a draft off of both lanes. You know, you kind of come down, side draft the inside lane, go up, side draft the outside lane. And it was kind of pulling that middle lane forward. So there was a lot, a lot of work that you had to do in the middle lane to make it work, but we were able to do it. Now, you've won three times in a row at Daytona. I'm sure you know, the first one means the most. Now you're on number three. What satisfaction does that give you to know that you've been able to run the board on that place in the last three straight years? Well, I think this one actually maybe tops it all off. And the reason I say that is we had to fight so much adversity throughout our race, right? You know, we... we after stage one, we pit, we go go to the back because people kind of flip the stage there. We're trying to come back up through the field. We end up in that wreck down the back stretch, had a decent amount of damage on our right front. They actually had to jack up the right side of the car and keep dropping it on a, on a puck just to try to get the splitter up because the splitter was kind of in the racetrack. So we had to kind of bend the splitter up a little bit to get it off the ground. So I was a little nervous about that. I didn't know how the car was going to handle after having to do those things. Um, but sure enough, the car was still really fast. We drove back up one stage two, and then I just made a mental error. I came down pit road in third gear instead of second, sped on pit road, slid through my box, about ran my guys over. So we had to go to the back. I kind of had to like mentally reset myself. Uh, I had a few choice words for myself there, but uh, we reset, you know, got back up through the field, got back up to the front again. And uh, then next thing you know, you know, we have, we have the green flag pit stop. There wasn't a lot of the Chevy guys that went with us. We were expecting some more guys out of the Chevy camp to pit with us. They didn't. So we lost a little track position there. And um, then we're coming back up through the field again. And, you know, we had a left rear tire go flat with like 12 to go. Um, so we restart with like 11 to go and, and we had to just go to work, you know, in 11 laps. I think within three or four laps, we got back up inside the top five. And then when we had the three to go, uh, it was just elbows up from there. And, and we had to go to work and, and make it make it count when it mattered. So there was a lot going on in our race. It wasn't nice, smooth selling. It wasn't like we just ran up front and, and led all the laps. Uh, there was a lot of adversity. Well, I wasn't going to bring it up, but since you did, <laughs> that misstep on pit road, where were you going? Like, what, what happened? Man, you know, I just, you you just, I, so it's a good question. So I, I don't know where I was going. Um, so I'm always, the, so, you know, when you, when you are under caution, you're running third or fourth gear and you're saving fuel, you're turning it off, all that stuff. Well, right before we come to pit road, like I downshifted from like fourth to third and I'm like already like mentally thinking about, all right, what, what am I going to do for the restart? Am I going to 
if I get the lead off pit road, am I going to choose the outside lane, inside lane, uh, who are going to be around me? So I'm like thinking all this and I never even thought about going from like third to second. And so when I get to pit road, I'm still stuck in third gear and I like look down to try to find my like two red lights that we run. And I'm like trying to find the red lights and I'm like, man, I feel like I'm going fast. Next thing you know, I look in the mirror and I've like left the field and I like look down and I go to grab the shifter and I'm like, you idiot, like you're in third gear. So I had to like grab second gear. And at that point I'm already like at my box. So uh, I kind of just took my medicine there. Uh, like I said, I fully like just mentally reset my brain uh, from, from then on. And uh, I told the guys, I was like, look, I'm gonna make it up to you. We're gonna get back up front. And we kind of had a little joke about it during the race and uh, kind of laughed it off a little bit. What a recovery. And you're able to get your third straight day total win in the process. now. What's it going to take for you to get win three for you at Atlanta this coming weekend? Similar racing, but not exactly what we got this past Monday night. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of it's going to be how how is your car going to drive with the with the new rule change with the back glass? Um, we saw that the car did drive differently at Daytona when you're in the pack, when you're up front, uh, just seemed like the car definitely handled differently. So, you know, what is it going to take? here at Atlanta, are we going to need the car to be a lot looser, tighter? Like what, what, what is that going to be? And we're not going to know those answers until we get into the race and we get through stage one and we see how our stuff drives because, you know, we're going to Atlanta, we're just going to run one lap of qualifying and then we're going to line up and, and race. So uh, there's going to be a lot of learning that's going to be going on in stage one. I think the most that you can learn in stage one um, with how your car drives and handles is going to kind of propel you throughout the, the rest of the race in stage two and three um, to and, and kind of put yourself in, in the right position. So uh, for me, I'm going to try to move around as much as I can in stage one, learn as much as I can, try to give as much feedback as I can to Andy and the guys. And hopefully, you know, whether it's loosening the car up, tightening the car up, uh, whatever way that we need to go, um, hopefully we can get it driving good. And if we can get it driving good at Atlanta, I think that puts us in a good good chance at winning the race. All right, so walk me through this decision process, what you just described with the slits in the back window and not knowing what to expect of, of how it's going to be. You don't know how much grip has been lost because Atlanta's got those hard winters, those hot summers. The grip's been giving up every time we come back. And then you're going to send her on in there for a qualifying run. How hard do you send it in there, not knowing with really what you have to work with in the car or the racetrack? Yeah, you know, we, we've talked about this actually a good bit um, leading up to this weekend. And, you know, I think we're just going to kind of go the same way that we've been the last two years. It seemed to work for us. Um, it seems like our car, you know, handles pretty well. Uh, I wouldn't say it handles perfect each time we've been there, but it does handle well. I think one thing that helps us a little bit is, you know, from what I've been seeing on the temperature, it's not going to be super hot or anything like that. It's going to be fairly cooler. So with the cooler temperatures, there should be some added grip there uh, with the cooler temps. So, you know, going into qualifying, it's simple. You know, you got to go wide open. You can't lift. You have to be, you know, 100% throttle and hope that it, it sticks good. If it doesn't, you got to be ready to, to catch it. So uh, I, I think I think qualifying, you know, it, I think it's going to be fairly straightforward. You got to be wide open. Um, you know, how much of an angle do you take on entry? Do you try to like enter really close to the line and down on the line, or do you kind of like wander up a little bit and get a get a run down the hill? Um, that those are going to kind of be decisions that we have to make on the fly on how we think our car's handling. And then in the race, I do think 
having the cooler temperatures are going to help. But I do also think that handling is going to be a little bit of an issue this weekend. So you're going to have to stay on top of that. Not going to want to miss this one. Get those tickets from the Atlanta Motor Speedway right now. Sounds like it's going to be a handful, but also a fun time over the weekend in Hampton, Georgia. Appreciate the time, my friend. Congratulations on the Daytona win. One more thing before we go. You know, you, you've been starting these seasons off with all these wins. You're checking a lot of boxes, including getting a lot of points in the process. Going forward, what's the importance of keeping that momentum going and taking those points from other people and so they don't bang quarter panels with you when you need them the most? Yeah, no, I think I think that's huge. One thing that we tried to really touch on last year was, uh, you know, getting these stage wins because that one bonus point matters. Every time that you can get a stage win and you add up those bonus points, it matters. I didn't think we do, did the greatest job last year of getting stage wins. So that's kind of like top of my list this year is to get as many stage wins as we can. Obviously, the race wins help because then you get those extra five bonus points as well. So um, as much as we can get stage wins and we can get those bonus points, that's going to propel us when we get into the playoffs, having those little uh, added points to fall back on. And it'll be fun to watch you get Appreciate the time, my friend. All the best in Atlanta this weekend. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, we'll see how all that Atlanta stuff's going to shake out. That's going to be a handful. And the Xfinity Series isn't the only handful that there'll be trucks and cup as well. Without practice time for anybody, they don't know how much grip the track has given up. And there's also some other curveballs there as well that they'll have to tend to at Atlanta. I wonder how this will affect what Las Vegas is thinking as far as the Ambetter Health 400 for the NASCAR Cup Series. Producer Trey is here with the odds for this weekend's Cup Extravaganza. Trey? Well, Mike, we've actually got an interesting set of odds as we head into race two of the 36 race odyssey that is the NASCAR Cup Series season. You'd think, based on him just winning the Daytona 500 and the fact that he has won two out of the four races on this newly revamped Atlanta Motor Speedway, that William Byron would be the betting favorite this weekend. But that is not the case. Joey Logano and Denny Hamlin, both who spent a fair amount of time at the front of the Daytona 500, are the co-betting favorites this weekend. Joey Logano won this race last year. They are both 10-1. to 1. And then right behind them are three other drivers, Brad Keselowski and Ryan Blaney, known very good Speedway racers. And then the name that joins them that is very interesting is Christopher Bell. All of those are at 11 to 1. Maybe Vegas putting some stake into the fact that Bell won his dual race last week at Daytona. Byron, right below those five at 12 to 1. Now, as far as my pick, I'm going a little bit off the beaten path. One of my long shots is also my pick this weekend. I'm going with Austin Sendrick. I think he had one of, if not the strongest car last week in Daytona, was taken out in that final crash, coming to the white flag, uh, would have either had a chance to win or had a chance at a great top five finish. Austin Sendrick led laps in both Atlanta races last year. Penske has this track figured out. I think Austin Sendrick gets his first win since the 2022 Daytona 500 this weekend. The other long shot that I like, every time we go to Atlanta, you have to put him on your long shot list. I don't know why his odds are so low, considering he just finished in the top five at the Daytona 500, and he turns out these top fives at Atlanta. Corey LaJoy, 40-1, to is my other long shot at Atlanta, but ultimately, I am going with Austin Sendrick as both a long shot and the winner this weekend 
at Atlanta at 25 to 1 odds. Wow. All in on Austin Cindric. Buckle up, everybody. It's possible. Don't know what we're going to expect this weekend at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. The Performance Racing Network will have coverage for you Saturday and Sunday. Now, I say Saturday and Sunday, the back half of Saturday and Sunday. It is the season opening double header combination for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series and the NASCAR Xfinity Series. We'll have coverage of the Freight 28 for the Tough Trucks of NASCAR, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Then PRN comes right behind us with the NASCAR Xfinity Series. And then, of course, they'll have coverage on Sunday with the NASCAR Cup Series. For producer Trey and the rest of the MRN team, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you for the download. We'll reconvene next week after another exciting weekend of racing at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers and warning systems for the automotive, aviation and mass notification industries worldwide. Wheelan products are designed, sourced and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Wheelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left and we're here to stay. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Craftsman in your hand, up to stopping, yeah! Now the chair quickly stand, only the engine repair. Craftsman in your hand, nothing you can't do! Like the lawn, Mickey John, or the kitchen at on Craftsman in your hand, up to stopping, yeah! From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com.